and snacks is the current Miss Star Search, the um, Heclina's pageant. Yes. Yeah, and I've got Did a you know I won that in well. 2003? You won that in 2003? Oh yes, my gosh. gosh. That's I awesome. I won in 2017. Oh my God. It's I just meant to be that year. we're all here together. That's right. I did not even place the year I competed, but... So, so Vanilla. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, birthed a, I birthed a winner, though. That's almost as good. I'm like the stage mom. Was it messy? Yeah. Oh, unfortunately, <laughs> yes. Oh, my I don't God. have any drag children. I'm barren. So. You're barren. Yep. Well, you, you know... Dried up. There's shots for that, I think. Oh, well, that's okay. <laughs> you never I'd know. I'd rather not have the responsibility. <laughs> well, both of you look fabulous. I'm very inspired. Thank you. We're, sun, we're like sunset colors today. Yeah, just uh, use your imagination. It's feeling very tropical. Yep. Yeah. yeah, if you stare directly into the sun, that's what we look like. Well, while we're staring into the sun now, you're wearing regular glasses, but you have sunglasses on... I walked here. Yes. I love your sunglasses. <laughs> Take them off. So you're well protected. Uh, will you guys help me with our next telephone interview? We've got to call Houston, Texas. Sure. Uh, this is, uh, we're going to be talking to half of this amazing production group called Dirty Disco. And they've had all these remix hits. Uh, they also release their own music um, with their own artists uh, on Billboard. And they've had many, many hits in the last few years. I'm going to learn more about it. They also own Hamburger Mary's in Houston. and oh, eagle so if you're ever going to go to houston you want to know these folks you do they're super nice super supportive they're uh jd we're going to be talking to jd arnold he is uh not only half of dirty discos he's a legendary dj in his own right and he djs at the eagle we're going to learn all about the new stuff that's going on for them and their pride houston texas bring a little southern hospitality fabulous to house of pride radio but why don't we warm things up while we're getting him on the line with their one of their latest remixes it's such a we're going for uh gate anthems this summer uh here on the show today we're going trying to play some gay anthems and we've, I think we've got a, a winner right here uh, it's from uh, it's from Dirty Disco it's a remix uh, from them the song's called Proud and it fe- features Heather Small who was the lead singer from M People okay remember that group, fabulous group uh, no yes. I might be a little yes, too young for that one of course we do they sound fabulous though <laughs> very All right. excited well check it out I think this is a perfect theme song for the summer of 2019 We'll be right back with J.D. Arnold right here on Surprise Radio.
right, all right. That is Proud Dirty Disco featuring Heather Small from M People. And uh, half of Dirty Disco is with us right now on House Proud Radio, the one and only, the legendary DJ himself, J.D. Arnold. Hello, Can you hello, hear us? Hello, <laughs> Yes, I'm here. Hey, what have you done for me lately to make me feel proud? I have done an awful lot. We did Pride. <laughs> no, we're doing Proud. Yeah, I'm really proud of Proud. If you need it. Yes, you guys are doing a lot over there in Houston. Tell us. Yeah, but it's also, uh, it's, it's Dirty Disco and Matt Consola. Matt Consola from Swishcraft Record, we put together this project. We got uh, Heather Small to go back in the studio, re-record those iconic vocals, and we're certainly feeling very proud right now. That's a good one. I love that song. That is a perfect. Uh, I'm trying to play perfect Pride songs for the summer of 2019, and, I, and that one definitely is makes the mark. And her voice is still absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. What was the big hit that they had at, with them people? What was that song? Uh, um, I, I think we should try and get her to uh, redo some of those old ones, don't you? Yes. <laughs> I, for some reason, I'm having a brain block. And M people had that big hit. What was it? Uh, which one? They had quite a few, you know. The biggest one in the States. I'm trying to think. I was, I think in the States, it was. I think I will check. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be this difficult, JD. Never mind. <laughs> oh, moving on up. <laughs> you, t- you did me moving wrong. On up. Moving on And I'm moving on up. Uh, yeah, yeah okay it's got it yeah. we're there <laughs> good lord it was just bothering me as a dj i needed to like sure. get it out of me so yes moving on up it was a great song great to see her back on the on the scene and you guys are like in in famous for doing that bringing the divas back and making all the lgbtq folks happy well thank you i'm glad uh, uh <laughs> you realize that yes we are very proud to do that I think there are so many of those great divas out there that have incredible talent and amazing gay following that uh, we're really privileged to be able to bring some of them back. Yes. Now, um, tell us, tell us. I know we're talking about the music that you and your other half, uh, Mark, um, produce, but tell <laughs> us. My other half in one sense. Yes, your professional husband, unlike your your. <laughs> The, the other husband who you've divorced. Uh, sorry to hear that, but you posted it all over Facebook. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Ask you, how's that going? Are you, are you in a happy happy place? <laughs> oh, he's happy. He's happy. <laughs> You're taking it so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm heartbroken. Can't you tell? <laughs> are, you, uh, are you single still, or have you like shacked up with somebody already? <laughs> well, I did shack up with somebody, but you know, it's just one of those that you just can't believe everything he says. <laughs> okay. So, yes, I'm single. <laughs> you heard it right here on House Pride Radio, ladies and gentlemen. J.D. Arnold, it's single. So. And what's your phone number? Yes. I'll say that again. It's your phone number available? Oh, I can give that to you, Vanilla. Oh, let me go around the room, J.D. I'm so rude. Oh, my God. I want to introduce. I, we have live guests. We have local luminaries uh, today. We have, uh, please say hello, uh, Vanilla uh, Meringue. Hi, I'm Vanilla Meringue. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. And last but certainly not least, uh, Sailor Galaviz. It's a pleasure. Nice to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you, too, Sailor. Sailor as in Sailor of the Seas. That's me. Seven Seas. All of them, babe. 
<laughs> All right, so Captain my boat. <laughs> we're we're going to be flying Sailor out to Houston next week. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> these these folks are super talented um, uh, performance artists, drag queens, performance artists. Yeah. Can they come perform okay. at Hamburger Mary's sometime? Uh, you'd have to ask Mark about that. <laughs> All right, I will. That's that right, because uh, that's mind. his side of the thing. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, I wanted to ask you, JD. Tell us a little about your your career as a DJ, because you're you're well known in certain parts of the world. Um, I started off in the UK, then I moved to Holland, and then I came over to the states, basically, and DJed ever since I was seventeen. So it's been my lifelong career, which has been a long life. <laughs> and currently, where where are you DJing? Is that the Eagle? My residency is at the Eagle. I'm there. I do the upstairs cleaning room with videos on Thursday and Friday, and I play the main room downstairs on Saturdays and Sundays for our Dangerous Disco, which is our most popular thing. And I love every single night. It's fantastic. It's a wonderful place to work. The people there are so friendly. It's fabulous. So come and visit. Yes. Do you guys want to take a trip over to Houston? Yeah, Absolutely. I'd love, to. love Texas. We'll talk to Mark about getting you gigs yeah. at Hamburger Mary's. Yeah. <laughs> Hamburger Mary's is doing great. I think you would love performing. Can you walk from Hamburger Mary's to the Eagle? Yes, you can. <gasps> it's just two blocks away. It's like that guy in the cast store that owns all the clubs. Like they own, like, the, <laughs> okay. they have a niche in the gay market in Houston. I love and, it. And, and How large is the gay market in Houston? So great question. Between walking the Eagle and getting over to Hamburger Mary's, lots of detours you can make. Great. Oh, lots of detours. Uh, Sayla has a question for you, JD. Yeah. How big is the gay scene in Houston? I haven't actually been. It is, um, I think it's pretty huge. Ooh, <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Uh, it's not yeah. quite like it was when I first moved there in the early 80s when it ruled the South, but it's coming back strong. And, you know, with our prou- uh, pride being so big now, in Houston, I, it's, it comes back every year more and more. We are about to become the third largest city in the USA, overtaking Chicago. So keep that in mind. That's hard to believe. Wow. Yeah. Is that because you guys opened up a, another venue? It is because of us. It's just because of us. Yes. They're all coming for Hamburger Mary's. It's the ha- Hamburger Mary's no, effect. They're all coming because of the eagle. Get it right. Oh, the eagle. Right. And I knew yes. it had to be one or the other. <laughs> that's a, I, who would have, I, bigger than Chicago? That's hard to believe. Chicago has that huge building. <laughs> they're all in that one building. <laughs> they just have one, one tall building. <laughs> We have a massive downtown, and then we have a massive uptown, and then we have a massive medical center, which is the size of most small cities in America. Move over Atlanta. The new capital of the South is Houston, Texas. Well, we overtook Atlanta years and years ago, honey. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And wow. I love your voice, J.D. So sexy. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Are you sitting by your pool? Uh, actually, no, I'm sitting in the office because the dogs are out by the pool and they're really noisy. Uh, I have two Rottweiler puppies who are about 75 and 85 pounds now. 
I saw pictures on Facebook. Folks, you should check out JD's Facebook page. Um, where, do, where do you want people to come to uh, learn more about what you're doing, JD? Um, my Facebook page is probably the best mm -hmm. for our SoundCloud, Dirty Disco. We have a Dirty Disco page on Facebook and uh, uh, my own personal, and Mark has his own personal as well, of course. You, you, Mark mm -hmm. really wishes he would have been with us tonight, but, uh, you know, he's always so damn busy. <laughs> you know, he's got businesses to run and things. I think on our last interview, you told me that Mark does the business side and you are the guy who is uh, the more of the creative side. Would that be accurate? <laughs> well, we both do. No, we both do the artistic side, but he does the business side. I'm the lazy one of the two. He's the brilliant one. Let's, uh, let's talk. Mm -hmm. power. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I have another song here that you guys sent me. Um, let's talk about... Th these guys are working with some of the top artists of the day, the day today, currently. And tell us about your um, remix, uh, what you put into it for the new Taylor Swift uh, release. Well, I, I just thought, you know, I watched her perform on, was it the Billboard Awards? Yes, yeah, she opened the Billboard Awards. And I, I kept thinking, oh my God, this is screaming for a club mix. And so we got to work straight away. And I think we turned it around into a really accessible gay club massive number one hit don't you we're about to find out what i aimed at mm -hmm. <laughs> we aimed at i think is it on the chart now on the dance chart do you know i hope so <laughs> <laughs> i've been in england i'm a little behind Oh, that's right. You just got back. Um, well, uh, well, we won't keep you uh, any longer. We want to say thank you for joining us again. Please uh, come visit often here uh, via your telephone. Uh, folks, we're going to uh, play right now the uh, Taylor Swift song. It's called Me. Is that correct? That is correct. And thank you so much for having me back on. You are very welcome. Can we get a nice round of applause for J.D. Arnold? All right, J.D. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, if you thought the show was over, it's not. We're still going to talk to our local luminaries. And to top it off, we have Georgie Porgy from Chicago coming up. All this and more. Right now, Taylor Swift, me.
That is Taylor Swift's uh, new one called Me. It's been remixed by the fabulous Dirty Disco, Houston, Texas. Thank you guys for sending it over. House of Pride Radio, we've got to keep rolling, ladies. Uh, what were we just talking about? Oh, how drag has changed over the years. <laughs> yeah. It certainly has. Um, do you think about that kind of thing when you are getting ready for performance? or? Well, sure. I mean, I certainly do. I, uh, there's all kinds of different types of drag queens in San Francisco um, and they kind of change from neighborhood to neighborhood and venue to venue sometimes but um, it it depends I I feel like my character kind of goes half and half I'm kind of uh, generally you know like a classic drag queen but then I also veer into kind of the weirder side of drag like San Francisco likes to do Um, and I do shows like Sailor's Media Meltdown that just started um, and dress up like Nicolas Cage but then the next day I'm you know the A's game in a sequin dress and a big wig so it it, and you were looking gorgeous it's fun thank you both times thank you yeah so it's it's fun I I like a dichotomy uh, but you know, but then RuPaul's Drag Race is certainly up to the bar as far as what people expect to see. That's when how I felt queens. too, because suddenly yep. it was like perfect, like image of uh, somebody's aesthetic of what a drag queen should look like. Right, right. Which well, was never my look. I right. Was like, I well, I mean, which I love. It's interesting seeing newer queens rise up, though, who started in reaction to the show and seeing them trying to be what they're seeing on TV right out the gate. And not necess- a lot of them don't necessarily have their own drag identity formed <clears throat> yet. They just are trying to emulate what they've seen. Um, but then again, you've also got a lot of people who are rising to that challenge and being super creative and fierce with it. So Yeah. So they, they are on their way, but what about the ones who haven't really developed their persona yet? Like, what happens? I mean, I think they keep going. I'm not going to name names or anything. It's not <laughs> no, no, I don't want to, do, but that. that's interesting. No, but, um, do they find their footing eventually? Well, it's interesting <laughs> because it's a new, it's kind of a new phenomenon, right? Yeah. Like, it's only really started recently, and I, there's a handful of people that I can think of that are performing fairly regularly in the city, but I don't really know who they are. And I do think, like, if you talk to them, they cannot go two minutes without referencing Drag Race mm-hmm. in relationship to their own so drag. So they are a product of Drag Race. I do think that with time, everybody's going to find who they are and why they're doing drag. Why you don't you keep, on stage? You right, don't right. keep doing it if you don't have a reason beyond like potentially getting famous because nobody's actually making any money doing this. Right. That's right, folks out there. <laughs> well, if you're in it to, to be on RuPaul's Drag Race or reference RuPaul's Drag Race, you're, you're in it for the wrong reasons. Well, so. you're not going to succeed on Drag Race. The people no. who do well on that show, if that's what you want, are the more original voices. I think um, who just won, Evie Oddly, mm-hmm. proved that. 
um, amongst like many other queens. Like it's the the ones who, when you first see them on the show, don't necessarily seem like the belong that usually do the best on it. Right. Well, they, you think about all the people who have won, who are notable, um, and and even people who haven't won the show who are notable, like you know Jinx Monsoon and Sharon Needles oh, yeah. and Trixie Mattel, and all those people kind of have their own identity and forge their own way, and all of the pretty you know snappy queens kind of fell by the wayside but those queens are memorable because they're different um and i feel like san francisco has a lot of those different queens yeah i know i feel like i'm sitting over here being so shady there's so many people that i love and respect in the community it's just um you know it's interesting seeing as we were talking about the way things have changed even during the time that i've been here doing drag which has not been as long as as you tweaker um, yeah, but I don't really do drag that much anymore. Right. I'm, I'm basically, although I am this Sunday at Mother Chuck's show. Which oh, is, nice. It's been a while, though. Like, um, when I was in my 20s and 30s, yeah, it was like twice a week. But um, um, I was always like a blood and guts drag queen. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of more of a like comedic performance artist, I guess. Well, that's very San Francisco. Yes. That's, yeah. what, that's what I love, personally. Like, tra- I, I, tranny, I find that much more interesting. child, basically. Right. Yeah. Which, Shack, oh, of course. Trannyshack. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like that's really where Vanilla and I got our main inspiration when we started doing drag is from the queens who came out of Tranny Shack and got right. our start. We got our start there, at least as well, to a degree. Um, but now the post Tranny Shack, now RuPaul Drag Race world. It. Like, yeah. it's, um, it's interesting to see like how drag in the city is changing. And now as things become like more widespread, as people are talking about drag more online and whatever, um, you can start to say like, Oh, that's what San Francisco drag is more versus New York drag versus LA drag versus Chicago or what have you. Um, and I do think that tranny shack mentality is such a definitive, um, aspect of what defines San Francisco. Yeah, I agree. It does still very, it has a very big influence on the city still, I think, because there's still so much art in the drag in San Francisco, which I don't see other places. Oh, that's cool. That's great to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah still, folks, San Francisco is the place. It's yeah, a great place much, to like hatch You're your much age. more likely to see someone die in a San Francisco number than you are in like a, I in, in a Southern pageant. I know? beheaded myself so, once in a performance great. where I am telling you I'm not going with the, <laughs> one of those, you know, French, what do they call it? Gala, you know, oh, a guillotine. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And then pick up my head somehow. I don't even remember how I did that. Perfect. Worked. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we're also a very comedy focused city, I feel like. And not, very true. there's a lot of comedy in other places. I'm not saying that that's not true. New York is known for it as well, Seattle. Yeah. But I feel like we have kind of a weirder sense of humor. Um, that's a West Coast twist. Yeah, of, it's a, yeah. definitely a little bit more niche um, in terms of like what we find funny and what we're laughing about and mm-hmm. how it manifests in our drag. Because we're not just up telling jokes, but our numbers are oftentimes centered around some kind of goof. Like, you doing a show tune while beheading yourself like there is an inherent joke in that that you don't necessarily see in a lot of other places mm-hmm. yes or the theme like titanic is a good one to play with you know totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh what do you guys uh can you tell us about your upcoming numbers next time you're on stage 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm doing Napa Pride this weekend, and I am uh, doing a number which I've done twice before, but which I paint my face in the course of the song, so that's kind of a little bit challenging. You look flawless. Me, give me face. a little anxiety. Thank you. Yeah, but that's uh, it's a challenge to go from just no makeup to full drag, and like I, I do it to a Celine Dion song, so it's oh. it's seven minutes. Being up like ten. It's it's no. <laughs> uh, all coming back to me now. Oh God. So, but it still gives me anxiety every time I do it. <laughs> um, your influences for face? My influences for face are more old Hollywood movie stars. So Mae West, Marlena Dietrich, um, Lana Turner, those kind of people mixed with, um, I, I would say old school drag. So I was very inspired by, you know, Peaches Christ, which was one of the, yes. the, the first experiences of, of live drag that I had. Um, so, and I was stunned by her makeup. And so I still continue to another to force emulate. of San Francisco still going very strong. much. Yeah. Shout out to you. Yep. Peaches. Love her. And then she's borrowed from my makeup as well. So we, we borrow off of each other. I think a little bit. Well, and you've done her makeup before. Yeah. Many times, but she's also told me that she had looked at pictures of my eye makeup and did like the little white triangle oh, I love under that the eye and like, yeah. So, look, yeah. So yeah, we, uh, we, we, cause you try to figure each out other. each time you put makeup, like how should that white go? Exactly. So. Well, and, and that's <laughs> one of the nice things about I guess you can do your makeup differently every time. So, yeah, sometimes that. Where did you learn how to do makeup? Um, I am just a naturally artistic person. I studied photography and portrait photography, and then fell into makeup. So I work for Cryolon Professional Makeup and um, an educator and teach drag classes all over the place. So. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I just got finished doing uh, drag classes all over the Midwest for Cryolon. So they sent me out to Minneapolis and Indianapolis and. Um, uh, Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. So, oh, yes. Kentucky, you're going to Kentucky? Maybe. Well, I just got back. Oh, okay. Yeah, thankfully, I, was say maybe thankfully I, got, I escaped. <laughs> escaped from Kentucky. <laughs> um, where's your? So, is that your main day gig? My, that's my main day job. Is yeah. I just taught a makeup class today, Instagram. So that's I. Yeah, I'm a makeup educator. I love that. In the day. I just, that is a great. Yeah, that is a great job. Yeah, it's fun. A job you should have one you enjoy. It's fun, and I get a heavy discount on eyelashes. <laughs> Right, because they're so expensive. You probably have you probably have mink ones. <laughs> when you're doing drag as often as she is, I'm sure. You need, well, yeah. I know. I never used. Quickly. I've never used eyelashes more. You've than never once. used eyelashes, really? No, more than once. Oh, more than once. Yeah, okay. Because they well, end up being like all yeah nasty. Oh, really? Oh, I try and use them as much as I possibly can until they die. Oh, you're good. You're yeah. good. I, half half the time, I lose one at some point. Because <laughs> after a performance, like. Don't you just rip things? Well, I do. I just rip it off and like. Sometimes it depends stage. on how drunk I get during the show. <laughs> oh God! Well, I take care of. I always put Aww. them back in their case and kiss them goodnight and. That's the right way. Song. That's why she's a professional. Yeah. And I yeah. tap dance and then they. Get the I walk through my door. I'm like just like ripping off the contact. Well, that's that. I mean certain things like the dresses <laughs> go right on the floor uh, and I have like that's called my drag piles. My husband calls it. It's on the side of my bed and I just gotcha. throw everything off into the drag pile. I put every, I, t- I take my wig off, turn it upside down, and throw everything in there. There you go. It's there like you my, go. It's my wig purse. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, about you, Sailor? Um, in, in terms of makeup? Or yeah, your influences. Yeah. Uh, I would say that a lot of mine is more 70s and 80s rock stars, mm. more than queens. Um, definitely David Bowie, Klaus Nomi, um, Divine. I feel like were the ones that I was looking at the most when I first started in terms of how they painted their face, and then it just kind of sculpted into a piranha. Eventually, that mm. definitely comes through. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those influences definitely show Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, what, besides the um, stage production, what's your next drag performance? Well, I'm going to take this opportunity. Vanilla mentioned it a minute ago, but my partner, Franzia Kafka, and I are starting a new party that we want to be a monthly. So we just did our first one this last week called Media Meltdown, and the theme was Nick Cage versus Jeff Goldblum, a drag show. And we had uh, six performers all together come out and dress as those two uh, preposterous actors and do, um, you know, I did a tribute to Nicolas Cage's new movie, Mandy, to Mandy by Barry Manilow. Mm-hmm. Um, Which was genius. Uh, there's there's I, a movie out yeah. about Barry Manilow? No, it has nothing to do with Barry Manilow. <laughs> I was just using that song. Um, it's a very, actually, kind of gory exploitation movie. So uh, the, the juxtaposition in the song was was for effect. Uh, Vanilla it, was it. one of the stars of that evening, for sure. She turned out a killer Nick Cage look. Um, but yeah, we want to start doing that party as a monthly. So right now we're, we're now that we have one underfoot and it yeah. was very successful. I'm very oh, proud of how it went. Thank you. Um, we want to start trying to do that starting in July as a regular show mm-hmm. maybe at the makeout room. We're still in talks with them. Um, but yeah, the next one's going to be WrestleMania themed and we're going to get each performer to create their own like wrestler persona and, uh, have all the performances inside of a wrestling ring and uh, it's going to be fun. Well, I have to say thank you because I, I feel like there's so many times when you get emails for bookings um, and it's just constantly like Madonna versus Taylor Swift versus Lady Gaga versus Stevie Nicks versus You're never going to see that at our and show. It's so refreshing and to see you know, different kinds of themes that ch- kind of challenge you as an artist because Absolutely. when I, I said yes immediately because I was like, Nicolas Cage versus Jeff Goldblum, yes, <laughs> sign me up, I want to be there. Um, but it, it was kind of challenging, but you should have seen the turnout for it and you should have seen how enthusiastic that audience oh was. Oh my God, because, they were having such a blast. Because like I said, we get so many of those versus versus Janet Jackson, whatever, oh, whatever. Right. And this so is stretching completely the, different. Uh, yeah. with, the, with the dimensions of what a drag can be. Yeah. I mean, our goals for it are that we don't do themes that you're going to see at other drag shows ever, as long as we can avoid it. If either one of us has heard of it being done before, we're not touching it. And we want to play on things that are going to challenge the performers, but really tap into a sense of like nostalgic fun for the audience of like, that is somebody that I love or something that I love that I never would have expected being uh, paid homage to in a drag setting. So I want to go after that. So, and we're adding in other things, you know, I also DJ for the party and uh, do video art visuals and my partner Franzia does immersive decor. So we had for this first one, it was fairly minimalist, but we had a Nick Cage and Jeff Goldblum inspired photo booth and he does balloon art as well that he had set up all over the place. Um, but for, we also, also want to do one coming up that's Dr. Seuss themed. I'm giving away all of our ideas, but I'm trying to get people excited. But uh, we want to turn the entire venue into like a Dr. Seuss kind of hellscape. So where does one find budget for such an undertaking? I mean, as of right now, we're paying for it all out of pocket. I will say, luckily, with the first one, we not only made our money back, we made a little extra and we're able oh, to pay the performers more is, than we intended. That's huge. So, Often that's not the case. Yeah. First time. Yeah, that's great. You guys on the ball. Yeah, yep. thank you. So I'm hoping that we can just keep building it from here. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I'm also opening for the Space Lady at Oasis in early July and uh, going to be doing Janelle Monet Night at Mother. You can also see me this Sunday at Oasis. I'm working with Junk Drag Broadway on their Tony's viewing party. Fabulous. 
Full throttle boogie, honey. <laughs> Amazing. Um, can you guys hang out with me while we call Chicago? Absolutely. Uh, we're going to be talking now to Georgie Porgy. Uh, we're running a little late. I hope he's still there. Uh, voted top 20 all-time dance performers on Billboard magazine. Wow. He's had a ton of hits on his own uh, as a singer. He's a great singer. But he also produces uh, uh, singers and other artists and has his own label in Chicago. We're going to hear about his newest project. Let's uh, go back a bit and listen to one of his hits. Uh, this one's called Baby I Love You, uh, Georgie Porgy. We'll be right back with him live. Ladies and gentlemen, back House of Pride Radio. Now we're talking to Georgie Porge in Chicago. Can you hear us? I can hear you loud and clear. What up, Michael? How are you, Tweeka? I'm doing fine. I want to go around my room real fast and introduce you uh, to a sailor. Hi. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. It's a pleasure. And pleasure to speak to you. And also, one last but not least, Miss Vanilla Meringue. Hi, Georgie Porgy. Hey, Vanilla Meringue, how you doing? I'm doing good, girl. How are you? I'm really, really good. It's great to talk to everybody. Thank you for joining us again. So tell us what's going on with you in Chicago. I know you've been busy. Very, very busy. Been, um, you know, just on the road again. I did some shows. I came home. Been in the studio, cranking out different records, working with, uh, working on the next Luis Santiago. We just finished the DJQ. Well, the DJQ is out there right now with Barbara Tucker. That's doing phenomenal. Uh, number three on the sales chart. So been finished that record. Released a record with a guy named Mike Cathrow. Great DJ, producer, mm -hmm. remixer out of England. We just dropped that today. The new Kano Marley's out today. It just came out. Luis Santiago's got something coming down the line, finishing that off. And beyond that, just a bunch, a bunch of records. And... 
I'm working on another Georgie Porgy record, so I'm excited. So Georgie Porgy, we got tons yeah. of music coming. Uh, where do folks go to uh, to learn more about your your career? And, and they can go to MusicPlantRecords.com or go to GeorgiePorgy.me or Facebook, which is Georgie Porgy. You can actually just find me as Georgie Porgy on Facebook. They allowed me to keep my name. <laughs> that was very nice of Facebook. Or you can go to Instagram, uh, GP the Artist, and um, uh, Twitter. Yep. Anywhere. It's all it's everywhere. I'm really. If you just Google Georgie Porgy uh, with I E I E, it all comes comes up. So you can go out there and find me and see where I'm going to be next. And I go to Florida this weekend to do shows. I come back. And things have been good. Still going. Happy. And I'm excited. I'm going to be remixing a, a brand new Tweaker record. What do you say? I'm yes. Be oh, yes. On the new Tweaker oh, record. Totally See, forgot. you forgot your own record. That's Look right. I'm producing that. a record I'm, with Gypsy Love, a local San Francisco artist. And Georgie is gracious enough to come on board as a remixer. Much appreciated. It's going to be great. I'm going to send it over to you tonight. I've been so busy, but it's coming. No, Thank no, it's okay. It's no, big, no rush, but I'm just happy to be, you know, we got to pump that up, too. So I'm excited. Can't like wait. I said, there's tons of great music happening. Um, things are really good. I'm working on some other stuff that you were you saw us do in Florida, which we're not ready to announce yet. But we are in the process of uh, creating something brand brand new that's going to be coming out to the world, and uh, I'm excited about it. We you know we we started doing some some work on it, and it's it's coming together beautifully. And uh, just excited, brother. I mean, everything is good. I can't complain. I know. The industry, what the, is, is the industry is what the industry is, you know, with iTunes shutting down the purchase, uh, purchasing music, which is really horrible, um, and streaming be where it's at. Uh, I just believe that I'm thankful that we are doing very, very well as far as we're still selling through TrackSource, through MusicPlantRecords.com. You can always go to MusicPlantRecords.com and purchase our music directly there, and it actually gets released there a week before it gets released to all the different platforms. Yeah. And also, mm -hmm. I'm very happy. Bport, Juno, anywhere where, where stuff is sell. I mean, we're available to with all the streaming stuff. But I lag streaming, just so everybody knows. We lag streaming by six weeks. Why? Because I don't believe in streaming. I'm sorry. I don't believe half a penny. And if I, if I may take a few minutes to say this, not a few seconds to talk about streaming to people so they can educate people. Streaming is a half a penny and it only pays an artist a half a penny. And I know people say, but get a bunch of streams. No, even at 40 million streams, you're making no money. You can't even make a living on that. Even if you have a good year, you won't have a good year the following year because they're paying us absolutely nothing and it's unacceptable. So people, you need to know, that if I come into your restaurant and I come to eat, if you stream for a half a penny, well, I want my steak for a half a penny, I want my baked potato for a half a penny, I want my vegetables for half a penny, and anything I'm drinking for a half a penny. So I'll, I'll lock you in for a whole dollar for the meal because if you're good with streaming our stuff and not paying us, you should be good with us as artists getting food. And, I, and making this a big, I'm gonna, this is gonna be my new push going forward to educate people that this is not healthy for our industry. I like that. You're cutting edge of uh, standing up for what's right for the artists. Get him, Georgie. Well, I mean, can I be, thank you, but you yes. know, my thing is, I just believe that God has blessed me. I've been very, very, very fortunate and blessed. Michael knows, and God, he knows me now. 
I don't, you know, I don't live in the rafters with my head, but I've been very blessed. I mean, Billboard's naming top 10 dance artists of the decade, then after that, top 50 of all time, and sold millions of records. When I start screaming about something, it's not about me. It's the next Georgie. It's the next, everybody needs an opportunity, and if I don't scream about it now, they don't know how they're creating an industry that won't be there for them. That's why so many artists, and I'm not going to name them, there are so many artists that will go on The Voice or American Idol. Three weeks later after the show is done, I'll get a call because they don't know what to do now. They're done. They're right off the show. And I'm not, when I na- if I named names, you guys would all drop. I just got a call from somebody who did very, very well on American Idol and some of it just did very very well on The Voice and you know they don't know what to do next you watch that shit because Kelly the Clarkson? reality is lots of years ago huh? <laughs> Pardon me? what'd you Ke- say did Kelly call you oh no Kelly no Kelly's getting a TV show that, was, that should put it in perspective that right there which is good good you said that Put it in perspective. Why is Kelly Clarkson going to go host a TV show? Well, she's Why are they sitting at the voice voting on it? Because they they also know that there's no money being made with the streaming stuff. Not every. Think about all the biggest artists out there. They're all running to do something out there in a commercial. They're trying to. Everybody's touring. You. Everybody tours. Shit, if your mama puts out a damn record tomorrow morning, she'd be like, oh, I gotta go tour. So them and their mama's on tour doing tours. Why? Because streaming's kicking their ass. And the sad part mm. is they won't stop and come together and say, no, enough. So, folks, you heard it here. Streaming, stay clear. Can you opt out of streaming when you put something yeah, up? Yeah, it's just the oh. bottom line, honey, is you just don't. You, well, the artists have to band together, and what people need to do is realize that when they pay that 1099 to the streaming companies, that all goes to them. They're all becoming millions. You know, all the streaming companies are very, 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 very doing very well. And then, then there's going to be people, well, you need to have more streams. And I go back to it again. So, so now we're saying that when I go get my dry cleaning, I should only pay her a half a penny. When yes. we devalue, see how that works this out. Is the last thing I'll say: when we devalue music, then music is not has no value. Georgie Porgy has a point. God, I, I'm going to follow that uh, engine. If you, uh, if that, you know, if you're going to drive no, that I'm not train, I'll be, I'll be on there. This is going to be a big thing. I mean, this is why we're doing working on this other thing because I want to create a, a bigger voice and impact out there because I'm going to make people understand that we have to stop drinking the Kool-Aid. Stop it. Stop with the whole thing. Well, that's what everybody else is doing. Well, like, you know, your mama said to you, everybody jump in the lake. You going to jump in the lake too? Stop it. Stop being stuck on stupid. We need to stop drinking the Kool-Aid. It does not make sense for you. I like that you artist. made a, a lake reference because you live in Chicago. That, that was cute. <laughs> that's cute. You- yes, we do. We got <laughs> here we don't have a notion like y'all let me tell you something i wish we did but we don't but we got beaches man-made beaches they're nice <laughs> do, you, do you live close enough do you have a view of the lake uh georgie where you live yes i do i'm very fortunate i have a beautiful view of the lake and it's, it's very very nice now do you do you live do you have a partner or are you single no i am single and happy mm. are you looking 
I love it. Right now, no, I'll be honest with you, it's not fair to anybody because I'm on the road all the time. Yeah. You know, being on the road and working and, and doing everything that I do in my life, it's very, very hard for me. It's not fair to somebody because it, it I have a very, very schedule. Now, does that mean that I always, no, at some point, you know. I've had different, you know, people, but no, nothing, you know, not at the moment, I've, you know, dated and whatever, but it's just, it's very hard. I mean, because, you know, there's a lot of demand comes through the industry and, 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 and I'm not like saying that I'm not a part of it. You know, I also believe in, and we're going to talk about that. Um, just, you know, when you find somebody, you got to find somebody that, that takes you from your level of happiness and above. People satisfy, go into relationships and they'll go, oh, it's okay, I'll be a little miserable. No, you work so hard to get to happy. Below happy is unacceptable. And, you know, in, in the day and age we're living in, and you guys can, I bet you, attest to this, there's a lot of, you know, miserable people walking this earth who are just mad at the world about something. So, and I'm not, you know, I'm really in a great place in my life and I feel very positive. Even when I'm preaching about a happy penny, that's not me being mad about it. That's me wanting better for everybody. Got it. Uh, yes. I, I love your energy. Um, well, we, we got to wrap up House of Pride Radio over here in San Francisco, but uh, let, let us know. You, do you have a, 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 what you got coming out this summer? Like I said, today we just dropped the Mike Catherall record, which I'm really excited about. It's called I Feel the Night. It has uh, progressive uh, house, tech house, and Jack and House mixes on it. The new Kano Marley dropped today. Louis Santiago's coming out. These are things that I've produced, co-produced or produced. The DJ Q's out there right now. Um, the new Bear Who record's coming out that is slamming. Uh, that's coming out too. Um, tons of records and I'm in the studio working on a new Georgie Porgy record so I'm going to have a new Georgie Porgy record I know my last record I did with Barbara Tucker that you blessed us with your mix that did phenomenal and went number one on tons and tons of charts and did incredible did great called Love One Another um, I've got another record coming out just by myself me singing by myself and uh, it's a great song and I'm working on it so I've got that coming very excited tons and tons of music well, a we're excited to hear about it here on House of Pride Radio. Make sure you let us know when uh, that's going to drop. I promise. <laughs> all right, everyone, let's have a nice round of applause for the legendary top 50 recording artist of all time on the dance charts, Mr. Georgie Porgy. Okay. Right. Thank you, guys. Great talking to you guys. Have a blessed night. Love y'all. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye. 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 All right, all right, ladies. <laughs> We got to wrap up the show. Uh, what else do we need to know about what you guys are doing? Well, you can see me on the main stage of San Francisco Pride on June 29th. I'll be there at 4 p.m. Uh, as a part of the Stud Collective's uh, performance slot. So I'll be there, and I'll also be at Cobb's Comedy Club on the 30th. Is that comedy? No, oh, well, no for, it's a brunch. Drag oh. queen brunch. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. Sailor? Uh, come see me in Sex and the City live at Oasis. You can get tickets at sfoasis.com and follow me on Instagram at the Cosmic Piranha or at Media Meltdown SF for more information about our upcoming events. 
That's amazing. You guys, thank you so much for coming. We come back. I hope so sometime. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Totally. Um, well, you know, we've been here with the local luminaries uh, at San Francisco. We've been to Chicago. We've been to Houston, Texas. Uh, and New York City. Well, we have to go right back to New York City because Poondreka gave us a uh, two-minute uh, pod that she does every week for House of Pride Radio in honor of the fact that Martha was a guest. She did one entitled It's Ringing Men. So uh, should we have a listen? <laughs> totally. All right, Poon Draker, take it away. Good evening and welcome to Groove Lines. I'm Poon. You've been listening to House of Pride Radio and we're going to do it to you in your eardrums and send you off with a bang. The song that inspired my poem this week is one of the greatest dance songs ever in a whole wide world and I wanted to write something happy and fun. But then I did some research about weird things that have fallen from the sky and what I wrote is mostly true. So maybe you do want to always have an umbrella. One afternoon in March, the year was 1876. The God-fearing wife of Farmer Crouch was making soap on her porch when she heard slap and slap and slap on the ground. She looked down not 40 steps from her house. And then and there, the sky was red, red meat falling from the clouds. Three whole minutes of red meat falling not like steak tartare, which Farmer Crouch would have ingested heartily, one might suppose, but they both, they being Farmer Crouch and his wife, say it was rather grisly, like a bear, or a horror movie such as Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or even Fargo with that guy in the wood chipper, remember? And it wasn't even grisly, but still edible, like pot roast or meatballs or meatloaf, although some reported it tasted like deer or a horse or a bear or a baby. And to this day, no one knows what kind of meat was falling from the sky in Kentucky in 1876 for three minutes.
Thank you for joining us on House of Pride Radio. Please tune in next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for more fun. It is Pride Month. Let's celebrate together. Good night. Tim'sTesseract.com Tim'sTesseract.com So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone kept positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, seven to nine with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THCT. You want more open mics? Fridays, six to eight. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. After work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is. These things just took over me. It's your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in 7 days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission or if you can't be with us listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm join us march 1st to 7th for these amazing events what kind of a future Claw Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Claw Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Here's Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. 
Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Why not make a donation? Streaming live the station. District of the Mission. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco. MutinyRadio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Gold Cadillac with the white material. Right and I started to do some thinking. I am a terrible person. I am Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I 